Episode 184, everybody, with Bolt Brady, the sports betting handicapper, expert in sports gambling. Um, really focusing mostly our conversation on NFL, but all the ins and outs of gambling, everything that goes into it, the data, the analytics, and why Bolt and uh, his his company um, stands out above the rest. The, the work, the, the sweat that he puts into this, the sweat equity, we'll call it. Uh, he watches every single game, every single NFL game, every single week. So uh, you will learn more about the details and, and uh, intricacies of this entire industry and uh, really appreciate Bolt's time. If you haven't yet, everybody, continue to follow the podcast wherever you do, wherever you watch it, and uh, the shares and, and the, the, the messages, the reviews, etc. They're not going unnoticed. They are greatly appreciated. With that said, here he comes. Please welcome the one and only... Bolt Brady. The Optimal Life. So you used to um, play sports, it's, I saw. Were you, were you, did you ever make it professional or that was a, an aspiration that you just fell short of? What, what happened? I, <clears throat> excuse me. I did fall a little bit short of it. I, the, uh, after college, I went and tried out for arena football, which is the, the indoor football. Uh, and so I made it to the last tryout for that. What position did you play? Wide receiver. And then in college, I returned kicks and um, punts and kickoff returns. Nice. Where would you play at yeah. uh, college ball at? So I played at a small school. Um, it's called Menlo College, which is uh, in the Bay Area, Northern California. And it's right, right up the street from Stanford. So we actually had the opportunity. Um, a lot of San Francisco 49ers used our football field. So... Nice. Um, got to work out with them for a couple of years, which was fun. So you figured, hey, I can't make it professional in sports, but I got to still do something with sports, right? <laughs> and, and, and here we are. That's right. More or less. Yep, exactly. I, I tried to take my knowledge from sports and, and take it over into the handicapping world. How many years ago did you launch this handicap business? Well... Personally, I, you know, I've I've been gambling for over twenty years, but I would say um, the part of the business probably the last ten or so. Um, it was interesting how it started because uh, it really was it was based on a lot of my friends were calling me up on a regular basis asking for my picks, which I was fine doing, and then I stopped for a second and one realized how many thousands of dollars I was winning these guys and they weren't even buying me a dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> finally I said, that's it. We're turning this into a, a service now. <laughs> so why, why, why were guys coming to you? Is it because they knew you had a track record that you've been doing this for a long time and you kind of had a better feel for the, the overall way a game could potentially go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, uh, a lot of my friends saw that I was winning on a regular basis. And so they would call uh, and get picks and then they started winning. Uh, so then it started to be a, a weekly thing, especially with the NFL, the NFL's king. And so every weekend my phone would would blow up. It still does. I still, some of my um, oldest friends, you know, I'll give the, the picks to them free, um, but everyone else, you know, I need to charge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's a big business. So let's let's talk about this because this is something that not a lot of people even know what we're when we say handicap, you know, you say handicap, most people think wheelchair, you get your own parking space, you, you know, that kind of handicap. 
a lot of people have no idea when I say, how long have you been a handicapper for? They don't even know what that is. So explain what that means. Yeah, sure. So every game, there's actually a point spread involved in it. Um, so basketball, football, even golf and tennis, there's going to be a spread associated with it. So in football, if you just had to pick the winner of the game, that'd be pretty easy because if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Detroit Lions, it's it's fairly certain that the Buccaneers are going to blow Detroit out of the water. So what they do is they they put a, um, a gambling line with that game. And instead of saying, okay, the Buccaneers are going to win the game, sure, everyone's in agreement with that, but what if we gave Detroit 10 points or we gave Detroit 10 and a half points? Now, Detroit, the way to think of that is Detroit's starting the game with 10 points. The score is 10-0 and it hasn't even started yet. Now, who do you think will win the game? And so it definitely makes more people involved um, because, you know, when Detroit is playing another bad team, you know, like let's say, um, well, who's, who's going to be another bad team this year? The Jaguars, for example. Detroit versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably not too many people are going to want to watch that game, but because there's a point spread associated with it, you can put money on the game, you're going to get a lot more viewers now. And how do they come up with the point spread, Bolt? What's the formula? What what goes behind it into, into that? So that's a great question. You know, several years ago, probably 20 or so years ago, there was literally like a group of about five or six people that worked at a sports book um, that would come out with the lines for every, um, every game. Um, and that would basically be the line that every sports book would use. They'd release the lines and everyone would just copycat them. That's still kind of the formula today. There's some well-respected casinos that have um, employees that set the line. And once they release them, everyone copycats them. Um, What can change that though, is let's say that example we used with Detroit um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the line was 10. And let's say everyone is just hammering the Buccaneers and all this money's coming in on the Buccaneers well, now they need to make that line go from 10 up to 10 and a half or 11 points. And that can vary from um, sports book or casino. Cause if a casino comes in and let's say someone puts a million dollars on a game, which, you know, people do do that, they have to adjust the line. So that's why they'll vary from casino or sports book from one to another. And they're adjusting the line because they have to make sure that they're covered the casino doesn't want to get crushed if there's all this money lopsided on one, right? Right. Explain Explain a little bit more. Why does the line then have to go from 10 to 11? What's the reasoning for that? Sure. So they try to entice people to go on the other side. Um, one of the misconceptions is that people think that sports books and casinos um, care one way or another who wins, and they actually don't because – If you take um, Detroit or you take the Buccaneers, you have to put down $110 to win $100. So if you took Detroit, you'd put $110 down to win $100. And if I took the Buccaneers, I'm putting down $110 to win $100. And so what they want to try to do is get about equal action there because they automatically get that 10%. Mm. And so they're trying to adjust the lines to, you know, hopefully get an equal action. It doesn't always work out that way, but that's their goal. 
Yeah, ten percent. Ten percent on a big piece of the pie. It's a big. That's still a very successful weekend for Vegas exactly. and whoever else is involved, right? Right. Right. Exactly. So that's the idea there. So when you say you're a sports handicapper, um, what exactly are you doing? Are you setting your own lines? How does this all work? What are you doing? Well, when you're a handicapper, you'll you'll take a look at the games and the lines and the market. A, a good way to think of it, it's a lot like the stock market, right? So if you have a financial advisor or someone that invests in stocks, they're going to look into specific stocks. There's going to be ones that catch their attention. And it's the exact same way to think of a handicapper. When the lines come out for a specific sport, there's certain ones that catch my attention right away. And then I start studying and looking into them and digging a little bit deeper, just like anyone would with a stock. And then if I like it, then that's when I make an investment in it. So it's, it's almost the exact same thing. So what, sir, what site do you typically do your betting and gambling on? A variety of them. So, you know, that's one of the things too. Um, there's some, there's some offshore ones, um, bet USA or DraftKings, probably ones that are people familiar with, but it's best to have a, variety of different sports books because just how we um, just talked about how the lines can be different. So, you know, you may be, if you're interested in getting D Detroit at uh, 10, you might look at another sports book and be able to get them at 10 and a half. So right. it's good. It's a good idea to have multiple sports books. And is this all legal now in the United States? There's been so much changing with the laws right over the last couple decades. Where right. do you stand currently right now? So there, there's there's about 30 states that um, have legalized it, uh, and you know I'm I'm out here in California, and California is actually behind the curve, unfortunately, not even voting on it until next November. Um, so some states are a little bit behind, but everyone's going in that that direction. It's just the logistics that they're figuring out. Like in California, it's just a thing with. Um, the Indian casinos, um, you know, working things out with others. And so eventually everyone's going to get there. So, um, and then there's, of course, offshore. You, you can, there's these sports books that are offshore that you can use as well. So for someone that lives in California, it's not been legalized yet. How do you Correct. then, how are you able to bet with DraftKings or whatever? How does that work? Well, I'll typically, um, I'll put it in through um, some friends that, that I'll work with, or I'll do it um, offshore. There's there's all kinds of respectable offshore sites as well. So there's always, loop. There, there's a ways around it. You, no, yeah. It doesn't matter where you live in the United States. You can do this legally as long as you know somebody in a state that, that can do it, or, or if you do it for, with an offshore account. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean... It used to be so taboo, you know, it was kind of like in the shadows. Nowadays, I mean, for example, the Denver Broncos, if you go to their stadium, you know, they've got three because it's legal in Colorado. They've got sports books advertised all over the stadium. I mean, even now on ESPN, you, down below, there's a ticker and it'll tell you what the line of the games are. <laughs> you know, come a long ESPN, way. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. It's come out of the shadows for sure. And um, you well, know, you can't watch it, an NFL game without seeing a DraftKings or FanDuel commercial. No, I mean, no, they're I mean, hammering the advertising on that. Yeah, I, it's 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 definitely come up above water now. You know, I, it, no more people trying to hide it. They, you know, the leagues, even the NBA, 
the NBA is even teaming up with, you know, casinos and sports books now. So um, it's come a long way for sure. So why you? Why you and your team? You've got this uh, boltbrady.com. People can go on and they could sign up with you as basically you're their sports betting consultant, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. And um, and you give them – there's different packages, right, That based upon people's levels of interest. So – uh, what makes you different? What makes you unique? Well, that's a good question. First of all, you know, like with anything, experience, right? So, you know, I've been doing it over 20 years um, because this is one thing. They, they don't teach this in school, right? You can't go to a handicapping course when you're in college. So it, don't you it wish is you the, could? That'd oh, that would have been man. awesome. Yeah. That'd be super fun. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, they do have they do have like analytics classes that do talk about um you know gambling and stuff now which even that would be fun but so it is a school of hard knocks so you definitely need experience uh and then so with i not only do i have experience but uh actually having an opportunity to play with the pros um that made a huge difference too because you know, there's so much media coming at you nowadays and there's so much junk and you don't know which part you should listen to or not. Um, and I'm, I do a very good job of weeding through all the, the crap, so to speak. And I can, what is pull, some of that crap? Uh, Bolt? What, what is some well, of that crap? <clears throat> for example, this last preseason game, the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance is a rookie quarterback and and not to say anything against him you know he could turn out to be a great player but this one the last game he had was his first game and the announcers were just hyping him up like he's the next Joe Montana and you know he was he was five for 14 which is not a good completion percentage his throws were very wobbly they looked like ducks and you know they were still hyping him up where I would look at that and go, he didn't do anything that game, you know? And so there's opportunity when you see something like that, the media hypes him up. Everyone thinks, Hey, this is a great player. Watch out for the Niners where I might be like, he's not that great. You know, he still has, he has still has a lot to learn. I could see the defenses. I could see like when he would miss his reads, which, you know, most people probably aren't noticing that. I could tell that play right there, he's supposed to hit the running back coming out of the flats and he didn't do it. And that's why he got sacked. And so most people might be like, oh, the offensive line didn't do their job there where I look at it and I go, no, the quarterback didn't hit the right read. That's why he got sacked. So then you're going to, but that's in real time. That's once the game's already started, you're able to make this analysis. Before the game, you might not necessarily know it because this is the first time you get a chance to see him in a professional setting. So you're saying that, are you saying that you're taking an analysis and storing that into your data bank for the next time he plays? Yeah, exactly. And then I also, um, I watch almost every single game um, each week. So, um, after the games are played on, on Monday and Tuesday nights and throughout the week, I, I'll go through and watch almost every single game. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'll see, so I'll look at the stats. I'll see what everyone says. And they might be like, Oh, Ben Roethlisberger had this incredible game and then I'll watch it. And just like I was talking about, like with reads or, you know, maybe his, maybe his receivers made some great plays and actually bailed him out in certain situations. And so everyone's thinking, oh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, their offense is unbelievable. And I'll be like, nah, it's not that great, you know. So I'll break it down quite a bit. 
So a yeah. lot of the stuff that you're doing, it's kind of an, I, I want to get into some of the data and an, analytics, but it sounds like a lot of what you're also bringing to the table is just that intangible feel. You get to know the players, you get to know the games, you really get to study it. So come weeks 8, 10, 12, et cetera, you have a really, really good idea of what's legit and what's not. Absolutely. Yeah. And you bring up a good point there, Nate. Like uh, the first four weeks of like, like an NFL season, I tread very lightly with, with all seasons, tread very lightly in the beginning. And usually I give it about four weeks. And then now, okay, I'm starting to get a feel for the teams, you know, how they're playing against each other and how they're playing together and whatnot. Absolutely. So talk yeah. a little bit about the, um, the, the, the data side of this thing and the analytics. What are some of the things that are important as a sports handicapper to really understand, you know, what, 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 a te- what a game might look like? What are some of the data analytics that you're looking at? Yeah, so you probably, if you ask, you know, five different handicappers that question, you're probably going to get five different answers. There's there's some people that really, really dig into the analytics and they'll look like how many um, rushing yards a defense is giving up, you know, how many yards per pass play an offense is doing, and they'll, they'll really dig into that. And they won't even watch the games, right? Um, from from an analytical point of view or, or stats and numbers, um, trying to think if there's anything in particular that I look like. They're not specifically. I'm I'm more of like you know how we talked. I'm more watch the games and and you know watch each player, watch the receivers, watch the offensive line. Um, so as far as numbers go. I, I review some of them and look at, you know, how many rush yards they're giving up or how many points per game they're scoring or how many points per game um, the defense is holding the, the opponents to. But mine's, my handicapping is mostly from watching the games. One thing that I always see that, that is interesting is you a lot of times these handicappers will compare how a team, let's say it's an inner division. I'm in Cleveland. Let's say it's the Browns versus the Steelers. So we play the Steelers and whatever early on in the season. And then let's say they hold Nick Chubb to 35 yards rushing. I always find it in the next time they play, that's always something that, hey, the Steelers held this guy to 35 yards left. You might want to stay away from him if you're planning on drafting him like in a DraftKings or something. Is that a valid approach or is, you know, no, all to, every game is going to be something different, different result? Yeah, no, that that's a fair question. And and I think people probably would stay away from Chubb in that situation, but I would look at it from the other side of the coin. I think if 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 I believe that Cleveland's got a good coaching staff and a good offensive coordinator, I think they're gonna adapt and adjust and Chubb will probably have a much better game now. So you, you know, take if, it to the co- you you'll look at the coaching staff. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So um, if, if they've got a good coaching staff, then, I, you know, almost definitely think like, let's say, for example, probably the coach that I respect the most is Bill Belichick for the Patriots. If a part of his offense got shut down one game, the next time he plays them, it's probably going to be the exact opposite. And so certain coaches, I'll be like, yeah, that's not going to happen again. They're, they're going to improvise here. So what's your what's your track record? How often do you win versus how often do you lose? So that's a good, that's a great question. So in order to be profitable, Nate, 
you have to hit because of that 10 percent we were talking about the the 110 to win 100 you have to win 52.4 percent of the time to um, make a profit so handicappers any handicappers you know sometimes you'll hear on the radio i hear them too where someone says oh i hit 70 percent or i hit 60 that's all bs any handicapper that can hit above 55 percent uh is going to take that year in and year out because you'll you'll make a lot of money doing that so from um year to year my numbers are going to vary from sport to sport but i've got over 1500 games documented um hitting over 54 percent but from season to season like in the nfl um, and the picks that we give out on our podcast we're averaging about 58 percent every year so yeah. And that's and people can go check that too because that's our that's out there for anyone to go listen to. Yep, absolutely. Um, and plus, I don't think people would be listening to it to us as much if we weren't winning either. <laughs> yeah, and you've got got advertisers coming your way and all these different things. So this is a this is exciting. Let's talk a little bit about that, and we'll get back to some of the gambling. But um, you have a podcast called uh, Bolt Brady and His Bro. Who's the bro? Is this your brother? It is. It's it's okay. my little brother. Uh, so. Actually, give credit to to our mom for that for starting the podcast. Uh, she personally was listening to podcasts, and she mentioned that we should start one uh, about sports and handicapping because that's all, all we ever talked about. That's all we ever have talked about. You know, we were the family. We were the family. You know, at Christmas or Thanksgiving, of course, with the football, but the game was always on in the background. Uh, and so we tried it out and. Um, it it became pretty successful so we just kept going it was funny because when it first started out you know i think maybe we had like 30 people listening and we're like okay those are all our friends and family and then it just got kept getting bigger and bigger i'm like okay we're past our friends and family now so maybe we should keep this thing going that's fantastic so, yeah and the so more people bro- that listen the more credibility credible you guys become the more name recognition you have these people will come along with you some of them will, will convert yeah yeah, it's fun, um, you know, looking at the reviews and having people from all over the United States enjoying the podcast. It's, it's kind of neat to see it build from, you know, our hometown to our state and then, you know, to the United States. I don't, I imagine we probably have some people listening outside the United States, but I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Sure, sure, sure. So is there a team Let's, we're, we're sticking on NFL. We've been focusing with NFL because NFL, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to be the biggest sports betting sport in all of the land. Is that correct? By far. not. It's far. not even close, Nate. Yeah, by far. The, the casinos and operators, they allocate their most resources to that. Um, they accept the biggest bets, you know, meaning, uh, you know, they, they'll take, you know, 100000 on a game where – you know, you could come up for a college basketball game and the max might be 500 to 1,000 on certain games. So NFL is definitely king. So is there a team or teams that you have really ridden hard over the last few years that always seem, not they don't win every single time, but that seem to always cover the line, cover the spread, et cetera? Yeah, so the, the New England Patriots were one team that handicappers, you know, even looking at their numbers, if, if they were analytical, uh, it's said to play against the Patriots. 
and people just stopped doing it. Uh, when when <laughs> Tom when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were together, they actually covered the spread. You know, we were talking about what good percentages are. They actually covered the spread sixty percent of the time. Uh, and you have to realize that this is after having a successful team and winning several Super Bowls. So the casinos um, and sports books would actually inflate the lines because they know that so many people would take the Patriots and they still covered 60% they were still beating of the time. Them. They were still beating the casino. <clears throat> yeah. So I used to, you know, I'd go with the Patriots a lot and I would. If I wouldn't go with them, I absolutely never would go against them. Interesting. Um, until the very end, that the last year was the first time uh, that I went against the Patriots. And that's when um, Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City came in. Um, I took Kansas City. And then the last game of the season, Miami came in and was getting 16 points. And I took Miami. And you can see I can remember the specific games because that's how rare it is that I went against them. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, talk to me a little bit. About, we've got the uh, 2021 NFL season fastly approaching. We're in the preseason right now, as you just mentioned earlier with the uh, was it the, the 49ers quarterback, I think you mentioned. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, my Cleveland Browns this upcoming season? That's uh, fine. We, <clears throat> we just covered your Cleveland Browns on our last podcast. So my brother, uh, he, my brother and I were going back and forth. He thinks that the Browns are going to win the division. I actually, I think they're going to have a good year, but I still think they're going to have to get through Lamar and, and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think what's most intriguing about your Browns is I'm kind of excited to see what OBJ does um, yeah. because he is the type of player that when he plays really well, sometimes his head gets too big. But right now, he didn't play last year. No one's really talking about him. And I, he's the type of person that I'm sure gets motivated about that. So I expect OBJ to have a good season. I agree. He's the type of guy, too, in, in, in fantasy leagues. I haven't been playing fantasy the last couple of years because I do few <clears throat> DraftKings. But I imagine he's the type of guy right now that you can get in a mid-round draft probably, correct? Yeah, no one's right? talking about him. No one's yeah, talking he's gonna, about him. Yeah. yeah, he's he's dropping down. I mean, I think he's maybe like the 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 25th receiver being taken off the board. And yeah, he's he, got the he's potential to be a top five. I mean, if things go really well, top five to ten. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think I, – I like watching the Browns. They're fun. I like Baker's personality, how fiery he is and stuff. So, they took a big step last year. But I got a stat for you, Nate. How about this? The Cleveland Browns have not won the first game, week one, since 2004. That's crazy, isn't it? Isn't it? It's and then, crazy, unfortunately, yes. they traveled to Kansas City this year for their first game. <laughs> so, <laughs> that well, we're going to have to wait another year, I think, is what you're saying. <laughs> Although yeah. we did have quite the uh, quite the playoff game with the Chiefs, if you recall. I do, I, but I think Patrick Mahomes got hurt, right? He was. He was. In fairness yeah. to them, he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if they do we, well this week. If they do well game week one against them, then things are definitely pointing up for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm not sure we'll win the, the division. It's going to be close between us and Baltimore if it goes – if everyone stays healthy. Um, I think the Browns have a chance to, of course, get back to the playoffs again and make a run. I, I really yeah. do if things go well. Um, 
So with that said, in the upcoming season, who are some of the teams that you who give, give us a, a few teams that you're keeping an eye on and that you like to uh, to challenge the the Kansas City Chiefs this season? Yeah, I mean, in in the um, NFC, I, I think the Niners are going to bounce back. They really got hit hard by the injury bug last year, and their coach, Kyle Shanahan, I have a lot of respect for him, and, and their run game is just ridiculous how, how well they run the ball. Uh, and then I think <clears throat> some of the surprises might be in the NFC. I think a lot of people think that Green Bay is just going to – walk through the NFC North, but I think the Vikings are actually going to give them a, a run for the money. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And Cook, also, is, Cook a, is Cook one of the top guys going in the drafts? Dalvin? Yeah. Dal- yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, in okay. the top five for sure. He's, gotcha. he, yeah. He's an incredible player. Uh, he came out we of nowhere. Talk- I mean, right. Yeah, he, was, we- he was kind of a third down back for his first couple of years, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he wasn't being utilized as much, but now, uh, you know, you talk about playing on DraftKings and fantasy. I I don't think people know about Dalvin Cook as much just because he's not in a big media city in Minnesota. But if you do, you know, fantasy football or DraftKings and you see this guy's stats, you realize how good he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's he's a special player. So Minnesota, you're keeping an eye on this year. Interesting. Yep. The other one that I'm keeping the eye on is uh, the Denver Broncos when Teddy Bridgewater comes in as the quarterback. So Drew Locke, you know, the younger player, um, has been there, and he he hasn't been very successful. So they went out and got Teddy Bridgewater uh, from the Carolina Panthers, and Teddy Bridgewater just takes care of the ball. He doesn't turn it over, and there's a lot of playmakers on the Broncos and they've got like a top seven defense this year. So I think the Broncos is another one to keep an eye on. And I think that the Raiders will actually have a pretty good year as well. Is Gruden still the coach there? He is. Okay. At some point he's got to win again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's going to help when they get to play in front of their fans in Las Vegas, that stadium. um, they, They call it the death star from uh star wars and i drove by it in vegas it's impressive so once they yeah, fill see, that you can up, see those blackjack tables right on the uh, through the glass windows <laughs> right pretty neat. right yeah um question about uh before we get closer to finishing this up question about uh, over-unders is that something else that you do for the season or for the games for the for the games, games. yeah yeah um i do I, I would say but not as much you know probably probably 15 percent of the time maybe 20 percent is the there time. most people like to bet the over right because then you're you're when you bet the under you're hoping that it's just nothing but a defensive boring game do more people go bet talk a little bit about like the mentality and that's probably why vegas or, or these whoever's put in the line knows that they can go high because people want to still bet the over you're exactly right nate yep and I, even with my friends, when they'll ask me, hey, what do I like? And I'll say the under. They're like, no, I don't want the <laughs> under, you know, because people want to see scoring and stuff. I, personally, I don't care at all. I mean, if I take an under and it's 3-0, great. Um, but you're right. People want to see points in any sport, right, baseball or basketball. And, and that's why the rules in every sport start to get geared more to the offenses because, you know, even the people that run these – these leagues, the NFL or NBA, 
they know people like scoring. And so the rules have started to be favored for the offense as, as sure, well now. Sure. So you have, like we mentioned before, boltbrady.com. This is your consultancy that you, you people could sign up. Talk a little bit about the packages and how it all works. And if someone's interested, what, what, how, does this, how does this happen? Sure. So, you know, we have different packages where you can do the entire season. So, you know, talking about the NFL where we'll do the entire season for you and, and give you our picks um, all year, and we do it for college football as well. Do you pick or every single you, game or just certain games each week? Good question. No, definitely just certain games. Got yeah, it. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. nail that down. In the NFL, probably anywhere from, call it two to four games a week, and probably about, say, like two to three college games a week. Okay. And then um, if you don't want to sign up for the whole year, you can sign up for the month, the week, or even just an individual um, weekend as well. So, but the best value obviously is, is with the year. But, but if people are sticking with you through the year, just playing the odds and the stats, what you've returned, they're going to win 55% of the time, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and tip in lately, it's been closer to 58% of the time in the NFL. So um, yeah, that's what I always tell my friends is, you know, you got to stick with the process because what some people will do is <clears throat> they'll win and they're up. And then all of a sudden, you know, what I suggest for people to do in the beginning, Nate, is to bet the same amount every game. Yes. So, you know, if that's $25, $50, $500, whatever your amount is, bet that every single game. But because what people tend to do is they'll win like three games in a row. And then all of a sudden now they triple up on their investment and there goes all that work, you know, then they lose and then they go, damn it. If you, if you bet the same amount all year long, like you said, it could be $25 a game, bet that all year long odds are you're going to walk away with your five to 10% of whatever you bet. Correct. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, I, I do think, you know, I do think it has an advantage over investing in stocks because, you know, if you invest in, you know, XYZ company, you don't really know diddly squat about what's going on with the day-to-day operations. You know, you can look at the balance sheet or get their quarterly report, but that's not going to help you for all the months before that. In sports, you know, these guys can't go to the bathroom without a reporter following them, you know? so. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on in their personal life. We know what's going on in the locker room a lot of the time. So you can get a much better feel for investing in sports than you can in stocks. Yeah, and then you also have these other outside factors that I assume that you'll take into account. It could be it could be a game here in Cleveland in, in November, December. It's going to be snow versus a, a game played on turf, right? There's, there's injuries. There's, like you just said, things going on in these guys' personal lives. There's a lot of other variables besides just the X's and O's. Yep, absolutely. Like speaking of Cleveland last year, week uh, eight through 11, the weather was terrible. The winds were gusting like 50 miles per hour. And when you can, you can kind of get ahead on that and say, hey, if it's going to be that bad of weather, no one's going to be scoring any points. And, you know, you can jump ahead of the line there and, and put a play in. This is, this is such fascinating. This is your full-time gig. <laughs> For the most part, yeah, I do. I do a few things on the side, but interesting. Yeah. This is incredible stuff, man. Sounds like a fun time. I'm sure it's stressful. 
uh, it's probably not as glamorous as it sounds. And, you know, people go, oh, I'd love to for a living watch 16 NFL games every single week or whatever the number is. I'm sure it's taxing, right? This is this is a this is a full time career for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wears you out, especially when you you know that people are are you know putting money on your picks. Um, you know that can wear on you a little bit as well. So yeah, it, it's definitely uh, <laughs> you definitely make your keep for sure. No doubt about it. We talked about boltbrady.com. That's where you can go, guys. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, is there anywhere else? I mean, you can go. For, we'll link the podcast as well. Bolt Brady, Bolt Brady, and his bro. Unfortunately, the little brother doesn't. Nobody knows his name because of this, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, where else online? Anywhere else that people should go? Um, yeah, Nate. So we actually the the podcast has its own website as well. Bolt Brady and his bro.com. and so you can also listen to the the podcast there as well. And it talks a little bit more about our history and some of the records that we have. Fantastic. So we'll link that as well. Bolt Brady and his bro.com. Check them out, guys. If you like sports, sports gambling, betting, um, this is your guy. Hey, man, I, I really uh, I really appreciate it. Like I said, this is the, the first time I've ever talked sports gambling and betting, but it's the perfect time with the NFL season on the horizon. And um, we look forward to staying in touch. Thanks, Nate. Had a great time.